Welcome to The Coin Club, a podcast brought to you by the Seven House Coins Currency Bullion, where we discuss everything related to numismatics. I'm glad to have you along with me for my journey and excited to share with you the very best of numismatics. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 31 of the Coin Club podcast. Hope everyone's doing good. I think for the most part, we've all been having some pretty strange weather here recently. I was in shorts one day and in a winter jacket the next. It snowed in places it hasn't snowed in over 30 years with record amounts and others. Now we can see springs right around the corner. Big shout out to all you Southerners who are enjoying your warm weather, as usual, You know what hasn't changed? The coin collecting scene. Yep, still going strong, and the younger generations are interacting more and more every day. If you don't believe me, just check out your favorite social media outlet. Our hobby's not dying, not by a long shot. Anyways, hope you've all been well and itching for a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, you're going to get a dose of the news, some more roll hunting tips and reminders, The World Coin Spotlight is going to hit its last country in South America, and we're going to end it off with a very interesting look at Getone Telefonico tokens. That's right, a bit of exonomia here on the show for you. All right, folks, let's get on with the show. The United States Mint sent out an email to all of us on Saturday, February 25th, announcing their addition of a virtual waiting room, which they will use during peak demands for highly anticipated products. If you've never experienced anything like this, here is an explanation of how it's going to work. This isn't something that is going to be going on consistently on their site. However, only when high demand products are going to be scheduled for release. So the big day of the release shows up, and you're on their website waiting for it to all go down. Just before the scheduled time of the release, everyone who is currently on the website will be moved into a waiting room, so to speak, and you will be assigned a random position in line. Let's say you were the first one there. It doesn't mean you're going to be number one. They will assign you a random position. You could be the first one, you could be the last one, or somewhere in between. Not sure if I'm on board with this logic, but hey, it's what they have. When noon rolls around, the scheduled release time, those people in the waiting room will be led into the catalog website as fast as possible while still assuring that the site doesn't get overburdened with traffic and you're still able to place your order. You remember the spinning wheel of death or the disappearance of your order on their website? (laughs) Whatever the thing was, you name it. All the problems we have experienced in the past. They're saying this will eliminate all of that. If you forget about the scheduled release time of noon and show up afterwards, you're still going to go to the waiting room. However, at that time, you are assigned a position based on a first-come, first-served logic. If you're the 50,000th customer to enter, you're 50,000th in line. 
You won't bump someone else. All this will go back to the regular way they handle orders when the traffic site returns to normal. Some tips they want you to know. It doesn't benefit you to show up hours early on the site waiting to hit the buy button. If you show up before noon, your chances are just as good as someone who has been there for an hour. Don't hit the refresh button or close out your browser as this will send you to the back of the line. If you're piddling around once you get let in to purchase that highly anticipated item, you're going to lose out. You have 10 minutes to make your purchase or they're going to send you packing, kick you out back to the waiting room, regardless if the item is in your cart or not. Check out and do it in a timely fashion. 10 minutes timely. Lastly, product availability is not guaranteed with this. If something is in the subscription service, make sure you sign up for it beforehand to be guaranteed that you will receive that product. If you've experienced this on their last big release, let me know. I would love to hear how it went. They do have a couple of product releases coming out in March. March 2nd, you saw the release of the 2023 American Eagle 1-ounce silver proof coin from the West Point Mint, as well as the 2023 Congratulations set. March 6th was the release of the United States Army silver 2.5-ounce medal. On the 21st, you'll get a chance to purchase the American Women Quarters 2023 proof set. The 27th, you will see the 2023 rolls and bags of the American Women Quarters, Edith Kanaka Olay. And on March 30th, there will be four releases, particularly of interest to all you gold collectors out there. The one-half-ounce gold proof coin, the one ounce gold proof coin, the one quarter ounce gold proof coin, and the one tenth ounce gold proof coin. All of you heavy duty error coin collectors out there are going to want to mark your calendars for March 20th. Heritage Auctions is having their Error Coinage U.S. Coins Showcase. Some highlights are a 1979 Susan B. Anthony dollar struck on a one cent planchet, a 1998 Washington quarter quadruple struck, a 1921 Morgan dollar die adjustment strike, and many more. Take a look at the auction. Even if your wallet isn't going to cooperate for this one, the coins here are amazing. Running a little behind on this part of the news, but I always love to bring you the coins that win the Cody Awards. Coin of the Year Award, that is. The winners are as follows. For the most historically significant coin, the winner goes to the United Kingdom with their 50 pence silver centenary coin, the discovery of insulin. Best Contemporary Event Coin went to Ukraine for their 10 Havernas Silver 25th Anniversary of the Ukrainian Constitution. The United States brought home the winner for the Best Gold Coin. The $100 Gold American Liberty Coin took home this award. Best Silver Coin went to China with their 20 Yuan Silver Auspicious Culture, Swan's Coin. The Best Crown Coin went to Canada for their $20 Silver, Gold, and Black Rhodium plating the Grey Wolf black and gold coin. Best circulating coin went to Canada for their 10 cents nickel plated steel 100th anniversary blue nose coin. The best bimetallic coin went to Austria with their 25 euro silver niobium smart mobility coin. The most artistic coin went to Ukraine. Their five Havernas base metal 30th anniversary of Ukraine's independence coin. Most innovative coin belongs to Austria with their 20 euro silver coin called the Milky Way. The most inspirational coin is from Tokelau, a 20 New Zealand dollars silver coin called the Next Evolution. Congratulations to all the winners. They are all truly exceptional coins.
If I had to choose a favorite, I would pick the Canadian Blue Nose coin. I love the grand sail ship on the reverse with the blue water. Again, all great coins and congrats to the winners. Lastly, if your coin club is having an upcoming show, please let me know. I will be more than happy to advertise it here on my show. What a better opportunity to engage our wide community of collectors than to have your coin club show listed here on the podcast. junkies out there going to take a little break from the normal what to be on the lookout for and i'm going to tell you some of the highest prices for some errors and varieties that have recently sold on ebay first on the list this week is a 1943 over two lincoln steel wheat scent it's graded ms67 by pcgs better known as fs101 this gorgeous coin sold at a whopping ten thousand ten dollars the next one that i'm sure most of you are aware of is the three-legged buffalo nickel this 1937d three-legged buffalo was graded ngc at a grade of ms64 and brought in eighty five hundred dollars another three-legged buffalo sold from great southern coins for seventy four hundred dollars great looking coin but as good as it looks i'm not sure why it's not in a holder already makes you wonder a 1944D Lincoln Scent struck on a silver dime planchet graded by PCGS as Hold XF Details sold for $4,650. And last but not least is an 1891 25-cent piece that was struck 10% off-center, which sold for $3,200. Not a great variety on the top couple scores for the week, but it does make you want to keep your eye out for anything that you could nab, that you can bring you a little payday like this. Remember to pay close attention when you're looking for your coins. Pay attention to details. You can choose to burn through whatever you're searching for at a breakneck speed, but the chances that you're going to catch something that is really worth a great sum of money while you're doing this is far and few between. That good one may just slip away. Happy hunting, friends. covered every country on down south of the United States except for one, Argentina. I started to keep a better track of what we shared here on the podcast, and I found that before we get to Argentina, we need to head back north, way north, and catch a little country that slipped past me, Belize, the country we're going to grab our world coin from today. Belize is bordered by Mexico to the north, the Yucatan Peninsula, Guatemala to the west, and the Caribbean Sea to the east. Belize has a dense jungle as well as a rich marine life with low-lying islands just off its coast. Not a big country as the population is only about 400,000 people. Their coin denominations come in 1, 5, 10, 25, 50 cent coins and a $1 coin. 
The coinage of Belize from back in the day mostly depicted monarchs from the English throne as it was a colony of Britain, more known to the world as British Honduras. This lasted until 1981 when Belize was officially granted its independence. Coinage for the country has been almost solely struck at the Royal Mint of England. However, some since gaining their independence have been struck at the Franklin Mint in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'll be honest with you, none of their coins really stand out to me. The older coinage has the normal blah monarchy on it with the valuation on the reverse. Not your normal world coin spotlight, huh? The coin we're going to take a look at today has significance to the relatively new country of Belize. The coin is from 1991. It's non-circulating commemorative coin, and it celebrates its independence from England, the 10-year anniversary of it. On the obverse, you're going to see the coat of arms of Belize within a wreath. The rim features a beaded circle, and the denomination of $10 is shown at the bottom. On the reverse, you see the National Assembly Building in Belmapan, prominently featured in the middle, surrounded by the words 10th Anniversary of Independence on the outside. It was minted at the UK Mint and made on a copper nickel planchet. It weighs in at 28.45 grams and is 38.6 millimeters round. It's a pretty big commem, and the easiest comparison would be to a Morgan dollar. All right, folks, now that we're all caught up, stay tuned on the next episode as we head way down south to the last country we're going to hit in South America, Argentina. friends, the main focus on this episode is going to be something that I came across by accident while I was looking for Bank of America tokens at the Baltimore Whitman show one time. I was sifting through a huge container of tokens when I came across this odd one that caught my attention. It was a round planchet with two indented lines on it and it said Getone Telefonico. My interest in oddities took over, and my other interest in a cheap, affordable thing also took over as I started to pull all of them out that I could find. Heck, they were a good price, so why not? Worst comes to worst, I'm going to take them home, research them, and start another collection. Well, research is what I did, and I'm happy to be able to share that with you today. The Getone wording on this token is Italian, meaning token. (laughs) Getone Telefonico means telephone token. These were first introduced in the year 1927 by STIPL, which stands for the Society Telefonica Interregionale Piemontese e Lombarda. They first brought these to the attention of the public at the Fair of Milan in 1927. Public phones were not in wide use at the time, and this token was essentially the cost of a 60 cents of a lira. The intro was a success, which spurred the growth of public telephones all over the country and the region. The original Stipple token had three grooves in it. Two other telephone societies mimicked the Stipple token, the Timo and the Telve Society. A handful of other companies over the years introduced their own tokens for use. Some looked like regular coins, some had the grooves, and some were made of aluminum and eventually zinc. The Getone Telefonica token was the last version of all these tokens to be introduced, and it was produced from 1959 to 1980. 
These tokens are pretty cool if I do say so myself. This last version of the token are the ones that I found while sifting through that big box. They are extremely collectible and make a great hunt to complete a collection. The reverse of these coins features two gaps and usually a telephone symbol on it. The obverse is what makes this token really cool. The word Getone is on the top, separated by a single gap and then Telefonico beneath it. There is a mint mark on the top of the coin to let you know where they were minted at. They can come from Milano, which the mark is ESM, Arzano uses the mark IPM, Torino uses the mark UT, and Santa Gata Libatia, I probably pronounced that wrong, let me know, uses the CMM mark. Now here is the part that's going to keep you on the hunt to fill that collection, and let me remind you, they're not overly expensive either. At the moment, you can purchase them anywhere from close to a buck for the later dates to a couple bucks in the earlier dates. There is a number at the bottom of this Telefonico token. This number indicates the year and the month that the coins were minted in. So if you have a token that says 7502, you know that it was minted in the year 1975 and the month of February. The year is always first, the month second. These tokens also served a dual purpose during the 70s. These coins were valued at around 200 lira and could be used as such. They were utilized as currency because of a coin shortage in Italy at the time. Circulating money had a higher metal value than the circulating face value of coinage causing a shortage. Hence the use of the telephone token as currency. The tokens had a value of 50 lira up to the year 1980, 100 lira up to 1984, and 200 lira from 1984. All in all, in 1972, it was said that there was one token minute for every Italian citizen, and by 1978, there were about seven per citizen. Around 600 million tokens were issued in all. This token had a very, very long run. Since its introduction in 1927, it filled the pockets of Italians who needed to make a phone call until December 31, 2001, when it was finally taken out of circulation. The death of the Getone Telefonico token at that time can be contributed to a more modern phone card that was introduced and the introduction of the euro as well. Quite a very long run for a unique piece of European history. This episode, friends, is dedicated to my first friend I ever met at my coin club, Ken Carroll. He passed away at recently at the age of 88. He will forever be remembered by his friends at the Belmore Coin Club. Well, folks, that's a wrap for this episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and I can't wait to have you along with me on the next episode of the Coin Club Podcast. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Coin Club Podcast. I had a great time with you and look forward to sharing with you on the next episode. Please follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook at the Seven House Coins Currency Bullion and also on Instagram at the Coin Club Podcast. You can also go to my website, www.sevenhousecb.com and give me some feedback on this episode or some suggestions on what you would like to see on future episodes. As always, I'm grateful to all of you for your support and look forward to seeing you the next time on the Coin Club Podcast.